Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. So amazing, so amazing, your love for us is overwhelming, how awesome is our God, so amazing, so How's everybody doing out there? Good evening, great people. I tell you, it's another day that the Lord has kept us, and we are so thankful. We made it through the Thanksgiving weekend. We made it, and another day to give thanks unto God. We don't just wait for a day in November, but we give thanks to God every day. And so we're glad that you're here with us today. We want to say welcome to our newcomers and welcome back. To the past listeners and friends of the Ladies Lounge Radio Talk Show. This name has been changed to Miss G's Lady Lounge. We want you to keep that name in mind, Miss G's Ladies Lounge. Yes, today we are so excited to have you. We do serve an amazing God and we have amazing people of God. Hallelujah. So I'm not sure if you're driving home from work. I'm not sure if you're heading out somewhere special, if you're sitting in your recliner or just laying back, but whatever you are doing, stop and take a moment to breathe, relax, and put your mind at ease. Let us do the talking, and you can take a moment to listen, because this is your relaxation station, and we're here to make your day. Now, before we do anything, you know how we do it, ladies and gents. Let's say prayer. Yes, our God and our Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us another day that you've given us to open our eyes, to see, to open our ears, to hear, to move our limbs. And we thank you for these blessings that you have given us. We thank you for the protection that you have provided. We thank you for the many open doors and the many ways that you've made. And we thank you for each and every one of our sisters and our brothers And we pray today that you would help us to find unity and love as we share with one another in this time, that someone will be positively affected by this segment. And we give your name praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I don't know if you've gotten yourself relaxed and sitting back. I'm telling you, we have such an awesome 
woman of God that is joining us on today, and you want to make sure that you hear every word that she has to say. We're talking about none other than the Elder Jane Cottrell. And Elder Cottrell, she hails from Brooklyn, New York originally, but she is now stationed in um, Atlanta, Georgia, I believe. And so we are so glad to have her with us. Um, She grew up there in Brooklyn, the eldest of um, six daughters. She has a twin sister who is also anointed. We could have had the whole family on this show, and I'll tell you, it would have been just something exciting just to hear from all of them and the special gifts and the special talents that they all share. But Elder Jane is with us today. Um, She does have, uh, she has matriculated at the New York City Technical College. Hey, I went there too. And she is a graduate of the Catherine Gibbs Business School and presently pursuing her degree in business administration uh, office technology. She accepted Christ at an early age, receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, at Victory Temple Church of God in Christ in Brooklyn, New York, under the leadership of the late Bishop Isaac George Glover. And at the tender age of nine, she and her twin sister were blessed by their pastor and were appointed as aspiring missionaries. That's an early start, y'all. After the death of their father, her mother returned to her home church, which was King's Temple Church of God in Christ in Hempstead, New York. And there she sang with the anointed recording choir, King's Temple Choir, and the late Elder Benny Cummings Singer. She's also served in various positions, to name a few in the local church, as well as the district and state level. And she was the district president of music in jurisdiction number four of Eastern New York under the presiding prelate, Bishop David Grayson the state choir director under the recording artist, the late Pastor Timothy Wright, and the personal secretary of the state supervisor of women, Supervisor Mother Sandra L. Taylor. Now, she's got a whole lot more going on here, and I'm going to bring her on the line, and then I'm going to bring some more information in um, because we don't want to prolong the time. We want to make sure that she has enough time to tell you her own story. Are you there, Elder Jane? Yes, I am, Lady Gwen. Oh, my Thank you goodness. So hey. Listen, we're you. so excited. Yes, we're so excited to have you on with us today. I mean, you I, I can just keep going on and on with this bio. You have so much. You serve, you know, as a um as a co pastor and a pastor's wife also of the third Christian church of yes. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for nine years. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you were then directed to relocate to Georgia in 1999. So we've got so much to talk about, and I don't want to um, take out too much time, as I said, but um, I want you to tell the people, just give us a quick, quick overview of who Jane Cottrell is. Ah! <laughs> well, God yeah. bless you, Lady Gwen. We go back way, I mean, way, way back. Thank the Lord. Uh, Yes, and thank you so much for thinking of me to come on this um, radio talk show. It's just an honor. It's a privilege. um, And um, I'm just a servant of God. You know, I'm not caught up in Mm -hmm. titles. I want to please God, and that's what's important to me. And um, I just thank God for, you know, being alive 
in this day and time, the time that we're living in, you know, it's just it's just a blessing and it's it's an honor that God has chosen us. I mean, speaking of yes. also, you know, where He has My brought God. us from, you know, to think, you know, as we were growing up, that who was to say that we would see fifty plus, mm. you know? Um, after 1999, <laughs> yeah. it was like, okay, it's right. over. But the Lord knew what he was doing as we were coming up, okay. you know, under, um, well, they call it strict, you know, teaching. But right. God had yes. a plan for our lives. We couldn't see it, and we didn't understand it at the time. But now we do mm-hmm. understand why, because he was preparing us, equipping yes. us for such a time as this. And I, I give God a break. Yes. I'm just... Me, you know, a mother of seven beautiful children, you know, um, seven was not my plan, (laughs) but I just bless God, you know, five sons and and two daughters, you know, ages from 18 to 36, and I praise God that the Lord, you know, allowed me to raise them. They've been raised in the church, and, um, Hmm. you know, I'm pursuing, like, my education and, you know, my vision is to have a safe haven for battered women and children, and um, okay. and a school in yes, a school that is you know while mothers um, are in transition that they can also receive their education training for those that do not have any type of skills, you know. So this way okay. they can be prepared for back out there. But uh, you know, um, God has been good to me. He brought me from a long way. I mean, things that I've been through, mm-hmm. time would not be enough to tell it. I'm working on my book. I stopped procrastinating, okay. and the Lord has just put fire, <laughs> wow. you know, um, for me to write this book. And it's called, I was chosen to suffer, but anointed to survive. And who knows, mm. I may add on as far as the topic, chosen to suffer, but anointed to survive. You know, we have our plan yeah. of what we're going to do in life. You know, but then, you know, God has another plan. And sometimes we can detour from the plan that God has for mm-hmm. us. Okay, just so God where did this... Go ahead. Where did this book come no, no, out of? Where, I mean, where, where, where did this well, book birth from within you? Um, were were there life experiences or, you know, is it just something that you wanted to do a, a, according to someone else's life? Is this your own life? Yes. Well, this is birthed out of experience. What I experienced uh, 18 years ago, wow, it's been that long, um, from the experience mm-hmm. that I encountered. I never dreamed I would encounter okay. domestic violence in my life because I didn't see that, you know, as I was growing up, you know, the time that I had my father okay. and my mother. And I didn't know what domestic violence, like I said, I never seen that. But this is birthed out of experience to share with women, you know, um, and men. I don't want to leave the men out because okay. you have men also that are in domestic violence. You know, they won't come out, you know, because, you know, male egos, you know, to say a woman is abusing right. me. But this book is for right. everybody, but more particularly to okay. women that we see that, are in domestic violence and it has become, uh, it has increased tremendously, you know, now even among mm. our teenage girls, 
you know, with yeah. uh, domestic violence. Yeah. So the Lord gave me this book. I never thought I would be writing a book, but this is out of experience mm-hmm. of what I've been through um, while I was married as a pastor's wife. Because you have oh, so goodness. many. Yeah, as a pastor's wife, we have women in the church, and I'm going to talk basically in the church because we know what's going on outside in the world. But right, the book is right. To reach the uh, the church as well as the world as a whole, and um, but we know there's domestic violence in the church, and we kind of sweep it up under the rug. We want to cover it. We want to pray through it, but we have to deal with it. We have to address it because it's not just happening among wow. pastors' wives, but it's happening among deacon wives, brother-in wives, you know, mm. and mm-hmm. um, so this is how this book is being burnt out of the screen. And I, I let me and I may say this. I try to I got on page seven, but I try to curtail the truth, ladies. Uh-huh. And the Lord stopped uh-huh. me. He blocked, you know, what I was supposed to write because I'm supposed to tell the truth. Sometimes yes. telling the truth can be very painful, but it's going to help yes. deliver and heal someone else. Right. So we just came out of Domestic Violence um, Awareness Month, and um, we at my church we had um, we had an an event. My pastor is actually um, on one of the boards um, for domestic violence, and it's um, so awesome to have a male, you know, that is actually interested and 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 um, that is fighting for women, you know, that are in that um, particular situation. And so Absolutely. he opened up and, and allowed, um, you know, them to come in and do a, a set, setting because there's a lot of people that just don't know. They just think that, no. you know, everybody in the church, and, and they were talking about people in and out of the church, but they, a lot of people think that everybody inside of the church, you know, is just having a great day, you know, and then I deal with anything because they come to church and they shout and they praise the Lord and then, you know, they don't know what happens Uh when they go home. Yeah. So this book is going to help a lot. Yes, it is. And I just told the Lord, give me what to say, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to, to the people out there that are dealing with it because, Women that are in domestic violence, sometimes they feel like they end it by themselves. And when I often hear the right. symptoms, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I was there. Right. I was there. I was there. And particularly ministers' wives, because of what they have to face, you can't trust anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to sit there. People mm-hmm. understand. They see pastors' wives all dolled up, bling bling, you right, know, with the hats right. and everything, and don't know that when they get home, they're going to get their butts whipped. And I'm just saying it like it is, and like a beach. Real, you know, right, um, right, right. and we have to pray. Yes, we do pray. We have to pray for uh, the abusers because you have to recognize mm-hmm. what causes this abuser to abuse women. And for myself, if right. I may share this, um, for mm-hmm. myself, like I said, my father, I've never seen my father abuse my mother, you know, and, you know, we just didn't see that, you know, and I'm quite sure back right. in that day there was a lot of abuse, but there was. There were not right. people to advocate for that women. And as a pastor's yes. wife, let me, let me put a pin in that. The bottom line is, ladies, when we have to, and ladies, we have single single ladies. You have to hear mm-hmm. somebody. 
You have to listen to yes. someone. Not only that, you have to mm-hmm. ask God, is this man for me? You know, uh, right. and a lot of times women don't want to hear, you know, the wrong answer from God. Absolutely. You know, they, Absolutely. They don't want to wait. They feel like there's not enough men because you have men that are homosexuals or downloads or in jail and so right. forth. You know, they'll accept mm-hmm. a piece of man. I don't want a piece of a man because what a piece right. of me. You know, and mm-hmm. have to, oh, we have to listen to our cover, covering our shepherd, whether it be a mm-hmm. woman of God or a man of God. And because they are our leader and if they see that, no, this is not right for you, you know, wait on God. A lot of them think they tell them don't marry him. Nine times out of ten, they do, mm. because it's for your benefit. It's, it's to help you. And that's what happened to me. I did not hear. I did not obey. Right. And it almost cost me right. my life. Right. I don't care how they oh, come, God. preachers or whatever. You know, we mm. have to hear what God is saying. Got to hear. So did you have people in your life that were speaking to you? And, you you know, you don't have to go into too much detail, but did you have people that were actually speaking to you and trying to um, help you make this decision prior to your your getting married? I I did, particularly my pastor. And when he tried Mm. to tell me, you know, um, I was upset because I felt like, you know, how can he tell me? You know, and, um, you know, how can you tell me? I was just upset, and I went on to do right. what I had to do, and it cost me my life. But the Lord didn't allow mm-hmm. me to die in my situation. He did not allow Praise me to God. die. Praise God. Thank God. Yes. Family. You know, one of the, one ahead. Of the other things that, um, one of the other things that I um, think about is a lot of people, you know, they don't want to hear from Single people don't want to hear from married people. Well, you married, you got somebody. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. It's because you know, they, you they go see, home to somebody. Mm-hmm, because they see the, the, the coming in, holding hands, and, you know, oh, you know, all the other perks that seem to come with it, but they don't know what happens behind those closed doors. And exactly. so that's a big thing, too. So how did you overcome... Right. Um, the domestic violence and the losses and, and the emotional trauma that you suffered? Well, if I if I just may share this because some women don't know my testimony or some people haven't heard, and I'm just quickly going to share a little bit of it, you know, where the Lord brought okay. me from and how I was delivered because it was God when it wasn't by luck, you know, it was okay. God that delivered me it was out God. of abuse. And yes. I'm talking about abuse where I was attacked with a metal baseball bat until my the ring of my finger, it was embedded. They had to cut the ring out of my flesh and broke my left leg. I was attacked with a hammer. I six months pregnant. Mm. I was kicked down the steps. And I was uh, sexually abused. I was mentally abused. Even after church, you know, uh, just dealing with being beat with a two-by-four human waste in my face. Uh, uh, Jesus. Food off the floor. You know, lost Everything, mm. come home, my clothes was cut up. Everything that I worked hard for, lost a good job, was isolated mm. from my family. But let me tell you something. I had to recognize that man did not save me. God saved me. That's right. And in spite yes, of what I had God. to go through, it was, it was the hymn, you know, when I had to, you know, because we sing. It was the hymn that yes. to my spirit. 
And it was the word of the Lord, 91st Psalm, that said, He that dwelleth Mm. in the secret place of the Most High had to deal with with, uh, 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 mental abuse, called names, every every name of the child of God. But yet I had to Mm. stand in that pulpit and act like everything Mm. was all good. No one knew that I had to deal with because of the abuse. And yet I was angry. But I told the Lord, I said, God, if you're ignoring me, I'm going to yet give you the praise. And it was the prayer yes. plus praise that gave me power mm. and strength. As you can hear my grandson in the back, they gave me strength yeah. to go through. Yes. And I'm telling you, the thing my that God. I had to do for 10 years of when I mm. lost 10 years of my life. From 30 mm. to 40, I was in hell. But in the midst of it, yeah. I mean, God kept me. He stripped me. Yes, My he did. God. But you know, I, you know, I had it God. going on. I had the, 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 the bling bling and the hats and, yeah. you know, and the clothes yeah. and stuff. But God stripped me. My God. Oh, my Lord. Mm, Let me mm, stop mm, because I know we got to go. But it was God that kept <laughs> yeah. my mind. You my know, I had God. the opportunity to, 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 to dip out, you know, and because of the way I was mm. being treated. And the things that I would say mm-hmm. on the radio was too graphic. I mean, the thing that, that mm. happened to me, even in my body, that I should not yeah. have more children. My but God, God it was that sustained me. Mm. It was to the point I could not depend on my sister. I couldn't depend on my mm. friends. I couldn't call on yeah. anyone but God. Right, right. But right. God. And not because they weren't there, but he just wouldn't allow you to depend on anybody else. But so so you you um you had to fight for everything that you had to get it back and God has brought you to such a place of restoration. Um and I'm sure there's still things that you're dealing with, but um knowing you personally and I haven't, you know, uh, been near you in a while, but I know you and I've seen you from afar. And the Lord right. has been restoring you greatly. And um, oh, so, so how do you, how would you minister to someone out there who may be dealing with um, some of the same situations? It may not even be the same um, category, but just right. uh, feeling like they're, they've lost something and they, they can't seem to get it back. Um, how do you deal with someone who has to deal with trials and tribulations and have to look forward to being restored? How would you speak to that person today? Well, I'm going to say this, Gwen. It was not easy. There were times when I wanted to throw in the towel, but it was it was prayer. It was people who supported me. It was church. I would suggest to those that feel like there is no hope, the devil is a liar. There is hope. When I told God, however he do it, I needed to stop. God did it. He put me in a place. Let me just tell you, when I got to the point, when I found out that I was homeless, when they took my children away from me, my son is 18, my youngest son, he was three months old. When they took my children from me, I was in Philadelphia riding on the bus by myself, and I had nowhere to go, nowhere. But see, I petitioned before God. That's why it's important to, to, to pray, store your prayers. I got before God, and I said, Lord, however you do it, please stop it. 
And the day that they told me they took my children and I had nowhere to go, I was homeless that quickly. And I said, oh, oh my God. God. I said, Lord, when, when I told God January 4th, 1999, I said, God, however you do it. I said, Lord, I can't mm. take it no more. I said, my soul is dying. Jeez. Let me tell you something. When your soul is affected and you tell God you're dying, let me tell you something. God mm. will begin to move. He'll begin to move, move instantly. You hear me? Yeah. And when I yeah. found that I was homeless, had nowhere to go, immediately God intervened for me. And from Thank that time God. on, like I said, it wasn't easy. It's yeah. not easy. But if you get to a place, let me tell you something. God will make a way out of no way. It seemed like it's, I, mm. I, I stayed in the shelter. I said, but, Lord, mm. I thank you. I got a place to lay my head. I had food to yeah. eat. It wasn't easy. So I would suggest, if I was to tell somebody, there are support groups. There are, there are mm-hmm. many places out there that can help you. Go and get mm. help. Don't let Don't no one tell help. you, well, stay where you are. You know, God is going to fix it. Uh-uh. Mm. No, reality mm-hmm. is for real. You get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, God will, can direct you to a place where they will bring safety for you. There are many numbers out there, hotline um, advocates. There are many mm-hmm. churches that are involved, like you said, your pastor that can <coughs> direct you and connect you uh, to places yeah. that can help you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. I mm-hmm. praise God that God connected me to a church that I've been, I served mm-hmm. there for 16 years, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it was such a blessing. And then the connection started, it just took a domino effect. People were blessing me, you know, my children, because I lost, when I tell you, I lost everything, but I didn't lose Jeez. my life. I didn't lose my soul because know, God brought right. me out. He brought me yeah, out. So you, but let me tell you something. People of God got to stay before God. You got to stay before God. So you birthed a ministry that um, called SIT or Sisters in Touch. Um, right. Sit. And this ministry uh-huh. is, is, okay, it is called SIT. So this ministry is uh, a supportive type ministry um, for situations that women go through. And um, is that correct? Yes, yes. When okay. I uh, started this, the, this, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. when I started mm-hmm. this ministry, when I went through the process, because there's so it's so much to tell, I couldn't tell it all. But I just say this okay. at the end. What happened was my ex-husband was arrested for murder because of a child mm-hmm. he of mm-hmm. uh, he had beaten, and as a result of the beating, the child died. So, of course, they had oh, and him as suspect until they, you know, mm. went through the process and they recognized that I was a victim as well. And um, yes. to get my children back, they put me through so much. I didn't understand it when like, they put me through this. I'm going to make it quick. But the, uh, I had to go through, you know, parenting classes, women's support groups, and the different other things in order to reunite with my children. And when I went to the okay. women's support group, I was encouraging the women there, and I'm going through what they were going through. Mm. So I was in church. Right. The Lord yeah. said, have a women's support group. You've been through it, so you have one called My Sisters God. in Touch, Sisters in Trouble, yeah. Sisters in Turmoil, Sisters that yeah. have come through will become Sisters in Triumph. 
And so now I'm uh, bringing it up to date, Sisters in Touch, number two, bringing it to this time, the millennium, you know. So this is God birthed me out. And now I want to get connected to the court system. So mothers that um, have had their children taken away from them, they are required to go through um, uh, women's support, you know, through. And I want my organization to become connected to that. And then they will come for so many weeks. Oh, and once they've completed um, the process, then at the end, they get a certification to show the court that they did go, you know, they were a part of the women's support group. Awesome. And is it open or a closed group? Oh, it's open. It's open. So okay. right now, um, um, I'm trying to get a facility, um, you know, to have it and, um, you know, on the hotline, you know, I'm going through the process now. Um, the Lord is, you know, okay. taking me through. So once I get that up and running, um, I'm excited, you know, um, yes. that, you know, I have All women right. come or call and stuff like that. So it'll be here for now in um, okay. Atlanta. But eventually, okay. I know it's going to, you know, just bring out, you know, branch out into okay. other states. Mm-hmm. Well, our time is run out, but and there's so much we could talk about. But what I want to yes. do is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you some more, and we're going to um, have to get you up and running online so that we can actually um, share your information with others and allow them to, um, get more information. I'm so glad that you joined us today and I'm going to let you take this last 10 seconds to, to say a quick prayer and take us right on out of here. Everybody, we love you. This is Elder Jane Cottrell leading us in a prayer. Yes. And you can reach me quickly at jane.cottrell at yahoo.com. Father, we thank you for yeah, this time. Lord. We hope that what has been said, we hope what has been said has touched someone's life. And, Lord, that it will be, bring change, it will bring healing, and it will bring deliverance. We ask you to bless us and to keep us in blessed lady bling. Lord, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you again. We love you. We love you. We love, we love you. you more. We love you more. Yes. God bless you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.